Hi, Philip de Kock signing on again. Today my topic is about the myths and realities of leadership. Great leader or not? Historians call Hannibal Barker, the Carthaginian war general, the father of military strategy. And students at West Point study his journey over the Pyrenees and battles at Trebia, Lake Trasimene and Cannae. By all accounts he was a gregarious leader who led from the front, and for several years he was one of the most feared enemies of Rome. But one must read extensively to realize that in the long run he made strategic mistakes which was eventually his undoing. He won many battles but was always hesitant to attack Rome itself. Eventually, after a protracted period in Italy he was called back to Carthage and, following this was, defeated by Publius Cornelius Scipio at the Battle of Zama. In admiration Scipio was renamed Scipio Africanus. Carthage is the modern-day Tunisia, and is such African. One can ask many questions based on this passage alone. For example, was his initial victories a result of great leadership behavior or, was it what we call confirmation bias? His style of leadership was very different compared to Scipio. Hannibal was a leader of the battle, he had the ability to motivate his men, to inspire and rough it up, he did not allow himself comforts that he could not also bestow on his men. Scipio was a scholar, who studied, even admired Hannibal, and had to fight many political battles before he could lead an army against him. Who was the better leader? Is that even the right question? After all both had admirable characteristics. Because you see there is always myth and reality in our assessment of leadership. In discussing the best-selling book on leadership, retired four-star general Stanley McChrystal argues that much of what we believe about leadership is myth. In terms of this the author highlights three basic myths, the formulaic myth, the essence of the myth is based on a belief that if we can get the traits, if we're born with the right traits or if we can develop the right behaviors, we're going to be an effective leader, reality. Here the authors cite as examples Robert E. Lee and the Union's Ulysses S. Grant. Lee the exemplary soldier, but also the one who supported the wrong cause, to maintain slavery, and lost the war. Grant, by all accounts a failed businessman, even problematic binge drinker, was the general who rose to the occasion and won the civil war to become a two-term president. The attribution myth. The essence of the myth is based on a belief that the successes and failures of a team are all the results of its leader, reality. After forced to resign as a four-star general under the presidency of Obama, McChrystal mobilized a team to research and study his decisions in his long career as soldier leader. His response following this was, we found that there's a myriad of actions that other people are doing, or factors impinging on it, that actually affected the outcome much more than I did. The results myth, the essence of the myth is based on a belief that delivering results is all that's required for positions of power and accolades, reality. Practice shows that our selection of leaders does not follow this. In fact, some people with a good record of success are often not selected and others who failed several times are. And as Annie Duke in her book, Thinking in Bets, points out not all good results are the outcome of excellent decision-making. One can have bad results which were preceded by good decision-making. But the time is now. We need to look for new leadership models. And it should not only involve people who we perceive, or the media promote as successful. The world left behind by the boomer generation does not reflect great leadership. And the modern paradigm, except in very specific areas, is not creating a legacy for our children. Maybe the answer is in not generalizing the notion of good leadership. 
At the same time, we should ask ourselves what the things are we know about leadership and then build a normative model. In this regard we know leadership is about power and influence. But the question is what kind of power and influence? Or is this a question that can only be answered in relation to context? Our world is faced with highly disruptive problems and exponential change. The time is now. Philip de Kock signing off. Stay safe and healthy. Thank you.